Everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you doing? doing? I'm doing good, Todd. <laughs> we're we're back to fighting the battles that we've been fighting for years. It's like a <laughs> it's like a whack-a-mole situation that we got going on today. I wouldn't call it fighting. <laughs> it's just uh, sometimes it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting how we both get pulled into stuff sometimes at the same time, right? Um, and these things are reoccurring and I know we're being a little cryptic here, but right. But it will, um, we'll, we'll be the full disclosure. Just like look at it, look at our Twitter feeds. And uh, right. if, if you want to go look, I, I'm yeah. at, at geek news and Rob's at, at Rob Greenley, And you, you can just kind of look at the commentary, but so in the last show, we discussed this brand new revolutionary automated ad injection system that would take every post red ad and you know so we had a conversation about it it was from a company called red circle yeah and uh the red circle ceo i think is ceo listened to the show and uh, made a couple of comments on twitter and you know hey hey you're free to come on the show we'd love to have you on the show if you want to come on, just let us know. We're happy to have you on here. We have a conversation. We're, we're fair with everyone. You can ask everyone from Pandora and everyone else that we've had conversations about. And we're not saying we're perfect and know everything. Yeah. But. But. There's always the but. Yes. And I'm not going to contest what he's doing with this platform. That's, you know, what he's <clears> doing with this. It's his right. business and, you know, right. more power to you. And I hope you do well. But yeah. when it comes to metrics. <laughs> it's a well um beaten path so rob right libsyn when you guys got ready to do ib certification did you take a haircut uh yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. so rob ask me the same question uh todd did you take a haircut when you did ib certification yes 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 we did take a haircut when we did ib certification not a big one but a little I one i think I think just about everybody has. All right, every, I can't think of anybody that did. Right. Rob, did Podtrack take a haircut when they did IB certification? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a very big one. Yes. Painful one. I yes. One that yeah. made actually headlines. Yeah. So right. if someone, they may have announced they took a haircut or they may have tried to hide that they took a haircut. But everybody took a haircut to a certain extent. Right. And some platforms have taken multiple haircuts over the years. <laughs> right. So let me just kind of, and again, those, well, those let's say what a haircut is, Todd. Huh? Let's, let's make sure everybody okay, understands. So what a haircut, haircut. What, a, what does that mean? A haircut is when your numbers drop. In other because words, when your you're, way of counting changes. That's right. Because you've had to change your a logarithm, <laughs> a logarithm. So I'm on the wrong Twitter account. So I got to log off because I want to. I want address the what was his name? Let me see here. I got to get uh, it up here. Mike Cadden. Mike Cadden. So Mike, Mike, Mike. Let me explain what the, the you know. I know you're worried about cost, and yes, the cost to become certified is expensive we all know that i don't like writing that check any more than you do but we wrote the check understanding that it was the price of doing business and making sure our podcasters were able to accurately report 
download numbers to their media buyers to not have a audit invoked upon them. And we'll talk about that right. in a minute. Right. But it's also just about uh, just having accurate numbers. Yeah, too. accurate numbers. And right. what was the most important thing? A level playing field. Right. And 35, 36 companies got together to come up with this. That's right. So not yeah. all of them have become certified because not all of them are in the measurement business. Right. But some of them are use some of our services and wanted to have a standard and right. wanted a standard. So as an example, it's no secret ESPN uses our metric data. Mm -hmm. They wanted us to be certified. Right. And the variety of other companies that, and podcasters, and you have big names on your platform right. wanted you to be certified. Right. Because that's good, good for business. That's right. It, it, it levels the playing field. Uh, it builds trust with ad buyers. Yep. Um, it gets everybody on the same page and that's, that's what the industry needs. If we want to grow the ad revenue business and also just build credibility with the content creators. So the audit, and I have commonly and repeatedly referred to it as an anal probe. Yeah. And expensive, expensive, time consuming. Right. And they go in and they look at everything. It's like a forensic audit. It is, yeah. a, it is a forensic audit. That's probably the more correct, politically right. correct word to use. Right. Right. It is a forensic audit of your entire systems, your accounting, your logging, your backup of data, your all the validation processes. And the list is quite long right. of what they check for. And um, invariably, they'll say, huh, what about that? And, oh, code review, 40 hours of line-by-line -line code review. Mm -hmm. They look at the code, and they have a guy that knows how to read code <laughs> yeah. that goes through your code and asks about the process and follows the flow through and follows the processing to make sure all these things that you say you do is proven that you're doing. And then they take your data. Mm-hmm. They take your raw log data and they run it against something they have. Right. Compare it to your, uh, your sample set of the same data and they mm -hmm. does it match and say, does this, does one plus one equal two or does one equal one? Right. And if it does, you get the check. If it doesn't, you don't get the check. Right. So why did we want to do this? And I'm just, many of you have been here, you understand this, but how long have we been in, un, undergoing this, Rob? Four years? Five years? Uh, I first got on that, that group back in 2014. Has it been yeah. that long? When was the meeting? It's been six years. When yeah. was the meeting in Vegas? That 15? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So initially, I think we got 27 companies. No, I think it was later than 15. I think it was probably 16, 17. Actually. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. But it was. I think it was before the guidelines were issued. Oh, yeah. It was two years before the guidelines. Right. Because right. we, we dealt with personalities in the committee. So we worked. Oh, my God. What was it? Every two weeks? For, eight, yeah. for 18 months? going through line by line by line and 
in proving that this methodology was right and this methodology is wrong and this is why the measurement time was all these factors. And we had to prove it through science. We had to prove it through real data. Right. And thank God for Angelo, my CEO, and the guys over at PodTract and Rob Walsh and all the people that set through right. the, every one of those meetings and hammered it out. Hammered it out. Right, yet, hammered it out. Yet yeah. today, there's still people in the space that talk smack about the IAB spec. They have little understanding of the whole history of why it got from point A to point B mm -hmm. and why it got to the version it's on. And there is a new version coming. And, and why you and I defend it so strongly too. Right. Because it's a fragile thing. If, it is. If, there, if, if it gets discredited, it, it can fall apart. Right. And if you have and has have happened, companies say, oh, we're compliant. We looked at the data. Well, or I'm within some percentage, percentage. Of, of a certified. So he's, they're always using a, a comparison right. with a certified That's right. platform. Right. Um, so uh, here's the, the, the end of this all and what has happened. Companies have not become certified. And they are well known in the space by media buyers to be mm -hmm. inflators of numbers. They're well known. Well, well, there's a whole list of those that are certified and those, and if you're not on the list, you're not certified. Right. right? So it's a pretty easy thing for so a buyer to see. For time to time, and it hasn't happened in maybe a year, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but from time to time, my phone rings and it, and because we were, first along with NPR and also I have a system where I can ingest anybody's log files mm -hmm. and process them. We have to figure out, we have to look at the date. You have to, we have to map it and make sure that it, our engine can in, ingest it. Mm -hmm. But we get called from time to time, very uncomfortable calls where a media buyer says, Hey, I got a problem and I need an audit. And I need an audit on this company and this show. Right. So they arrange a phone call between us. Well, the media buyer arranges a call with company and we're in the middle and the media buyer tells the company, Hey, we've hired blueberry podcasting to do an audit on your raw log data. Right. Now, Rob, how do you think those conversations go? It puts you in a very difficult position. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. You don't make friends. You're, you're a competitor of the <laughs> right. platform that you're, you're and we don't, the audit you on. You don't make right. friends. You don't make friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh, and well, and the show doesn't like it either. Right? No, they don't because, right. and, and right. because all of a sudden, why is there scrutiny upon my show? Right. And, and there's a possibility that uh, they did something wrong and that they, their ad revenue is going to get cut too. The right. only time that there hasn't, well, actually there has never been a time. Well, there was one. <laughs> there was one time one company said no. 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 no that they, 
They the, won't share. They the refuse. Raw, raw log data, right. And the media buyer says to us, what do we do? I said, that's your problem. <laughs> you know, you figure out how to work out the, the, the miscalculation. But can right. you imagine the company saying no? No. Right. No. What do you mean, right. no? Yeah. And I know who that media buyer is, and that media buyer doesn't do business with that company anymore. So, right. <laughs> um, so the one time someone said no, but the rest of the time, and I, I say this jokingly, but I want to just be straight up. You could write a big check. You could write a six-figure check. Oh, you might have to write a seven-figure check back to the media buyer. What if you spent that seven figures? So I, yeah. I don't want to be a dick. And I'm not threatening anybody. I'm just saying this happens. And again, it hasn't happened for about a year. Just about a year. Actually, no, June. Last one we had was June. Yeah, June of last year. We had one. Last, so it is just over 13 months was the last audit we had to do. Yeah. So... So, you know, uh, we're trying to bring the industry together and we're trying to create a level playing field for all of the participants, build trust with ad buyers, right? Build mm -hmm. trust with shows Yep. that there is a, a good purpose to what is happening here. Um, but there are, you know, as we're bringing up here, there are examples of those that are, um, trying to, you know, kind of undermine what was created maybe not intentionally to undermine, but to try and squeeze into the business without playing by the same rules that everybody else is playing by. And I think one of the arguments has been is that it's too expensive, right? To, to do this. Well, it's been too expensive for everybody to do this, right? It's, it's not like, you know, there's some sort of a special cost no. um, or discount or something like that that's gone to anybody that's an advantage. But I did find out today that you don't have to be an IAB member to actually get certified. That's what I learned today. I don't know if you knew that. I, I did not. know that, and I know how much more it costs. Right. Yeah, there is an extra premium cost mm -hmm. you have to pay if you're not right. an IAB member. Right. And, and I don't think I'm at liberty to say what the price is. I don't think that's publicly right. published. Right. No, and it doesn't really help the conversation no, to know what the no. dollar amount is. But It's not insignificant. No, it's not, but it's also a cost of doing business. That's right. For now, any platform getting into this that wants to be serious about it because they're, you know, the buyers are going to question that. I so think. if we were doing MRC audits, let me just put some comparison, some light onto the conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We looked at MRC certification and they went and certified podcast data because it wasn't client side data. We right. did it long before because we thought that would be like a super competitive advantage. And it would have been if I could have got MRC certification for my podcast stats, that had been a huge cue, a coup. That was a hundred. Right. They sent us the proposal. It's $150,000. Yeah. And the, the, the definition of MRC is media ratings council. And it's basically been an organization that's, um, um, kind of ruled over, I, I, I believe mainly television, but and I digital, some, yeah. some, some aspects in digital yeah. and maybe a little bit of radio or is that yeah. just streaming streaming? Okay. Yeah. Right. So, right. you know, that's, and that's what people pay that are in the streaming business 
for their certification. They get MRC certification. It's like 150. That's year one. Right. Year two, which you have to do every year, is an additional, it's like maybe half that much. But they wouldn't do it because same reason the IEB tech lab started to do certification process because there was no outlet to do it through MRC because there was no client. Right. Because IEB tech lab didn't want to get into certification business. Right. But there was no other meet, no other way for companies to get certified and again to level the playing field because it was historically wise, it was way all over the map. Anyways, again, if you listen to the show and you go back to the beginning and you, you'll hear the whole history. Because we've talked, again, you're going to have to spend 100 hours listening to the show, maybe 200. But we'll give you everything you ever want to know about all of this. This is not the first time we've said this. People have been listening to the show before, so you move on, Todd. I've, I've, you, you're, you're killing me. But the... Well, it's coming up again. So here's the simple fact. There's, I know Tom Webster, we love him. Doesn't like the download. Says it's not serving the community well. But it is today the only viable measurement for billing for podcast advertising. Today. Today. There is no client-side data to be resolved except for small percentages of data from Spotify, from Google Podcasts, and from Apple Podcasts. That data tends to only live within proprietary platforms right right now where, where there's a login. And there's no certification of any of that. There's no validity right. of how that data is comprom- It's really, there's, it's just some data points right. that you get to put in your marketing message right. for a particular right. show. There's nothing you can report in there. Matter of fact, if you're reporting any of that data, whew, good luck making any money. Because uh, there's, in my opinion, there's, it always feels like there's data missing. But that right. said, um, for the foreseeable future, at least the next couple of years, at a minimum, the download is the only measurement that you're going to bill with for. Now, if you want to added value by doing tweets and charge more for that, and you want to do some attribution studies and get a performance bonus for that, that's all great. But in the base end of the day, a thousand downloads is going to bill at whatever that CPM rate you've set or whatever flat rate you've negotiated for your show. And if you think otherwise, if you can sell it otherwise, um, call me because I've got millions of downloads that are ready to be sold today. Mm-hmm. You can get me higher than $25 CPM. You can have my entire inventory and sell it all on a consistently daily basis. And bill it other than download, you can have the whole stack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Todd, it might be helpful to run through <laughs> what the arguments have been for those that aren't certified. Um, based, you know, there's a couple layers to this conversation. I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but it's, it's coming up again mm-hmm. um, around the use of the term, you know, compliance, mm-hmm. one thing. And, um, these platforms that are not certified, um, comparing themselves against platforms that are certified and saying that, you know, we've, we followed the well-defined spec, um, and that the, uh, we, we, we don't see large changes in our number, 
mm-hmm. um, when comparing comparing between the two. You know, and, and I think you have to look at that as kind of like code is like, well, we're we're close enough, right? But um, is that really building the kind of trust that we want with ad buyers so that we're we're not seeing large changes in the numbers? <laughs> well, uh, ad buyers have um, right. There's a little smoke and mirrors game going on. Right. And uh, someone that's not compliant, when they talk to a. So here's here's the the trigger word, certified compliant. But most of the media buyers only heard the word compliant. Right. So if someone says, oh, yeah, we're we're IAB compliant, we, we follow their spec. Right. The media buyer is being bamboozled into thinking that your system is certified. Right. Because the word compliant is a pretty loosey-goose term to describe what this is. And it's a little bit of a fault of the program itself because it's it's an IB certification to be compliant. And the only way you can achieve compliance is through the certification. So when you say you're compliant, you're really not compliant. Right. And because you haven't proved that you're compliant. Right. And I'm going in circles here. (laughs) And that's why it's confusing to people, right? And it's easily, it's also easily manipulated too. That's right. Because of the confusion. And, and so what, you know, what we would like to see happen is that the whole compliance be removed from this. And that, right. and we can't say much more than that. Right. But it, that needed to be said because being certified means that you are following the spec, right? Compliance implies that you're, you're complying with it, but it feels like it has a lot of loose ends to it. Right. And if anyone's using a redirect system to oh, validate right. yeah. their numbers, it's you, you throw that out. Right. I'll tell you straight up, you're 12 to 14, 12 to 17, 12 to 15 percent off. Right. And if, and if you don't know that and you're making claims like that, <laughs> that'll get you in trouble too. So imagine yeah. a 12 to 15 percent delta when you're assuming you're correct because you've compared it to redirect systems and you then get your raw log data processed by someone that is certified. And holy crap, you're off 20%. Right. How do you write that check? Yeah. Or you do go through certification and all of a sudden, guess what? All your podcast audience is going to see a 20% drop. Or, or more. Right. There could be other. There's all kinds of factors depending on how the, and the thing is, there's no perfect number. And the reason yeah. I say there's a range is because it's how an audience's show is made up and how it's consumed because different devices do different things on different redirects and there's no common delta right. to be applied. Right. I mean, that difference can be dramatic between Dramatic. Shows. Dramatic. Right. Between this show and Geek News Central, dramatically different. Right. Because the consumption patterns are, is, different. are different and no show's the same. So there's no way to apply a filter to bring it into a lion. You just have to throw out. You have to throw out legitimate downloads that would probably qualify if the, if the, if the raw log data was processed. 
you have to throw them out because there's no way you can certify that download has actually occurred to meet the spec right on a redirect mm-hmm. yep. yeah because it's missing data it's missing right. data right because that's what happens when a redirect happens is it happens it sometimes can happen so fast that <clears throat> the server doesn't have enough time to no 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 it's it's not the server yeah. it's nothing yeah. well it's the client <laughs> there's nothing right. that you don't right. on some transactions you don't get a hello I got right. that. It's here and gone. Right. So That's we applied as many adjustments to our redirect as we could. But to be certified, you got to be a hosting customer. Mm-hmm. No. So anyway, um, <laughs> what does this mean going, going forward, Todd? I know we, we, we had this Twitter... Um, conversation um, with with the the CEO of Red Circle. But I, I hope, what do we recommend to him? He he pursue getting certified. It's it's I, um, I feel for him. It's right. a it's a hard check to write, right? And do it outside of the IEB membership if he's trying to save a little bit of money. But it's it's probably not going to save you a lot of money. No, and it might be better to be part of the conversation moving forward if you were an IEB member, right? I don't, you know, and, and, and believe me, I don't like, here's not, okay. I don't like writing another check to IB every year. Right. Because how the, the, I, the check I have to write to the IEB is based upon a flat fee plus a pers- how much ad revenue I did tears me into what I have to pay the IEB. That's right. That's right. The more successful you are, the more you have the to pay. The more you pay. Right. And so I don't like writing that check either. <laughs> But Todd, also, as today was an example, we did an IEB working group call today. Um, is it, this is not a static issue. This mm-hmm. is a this is a moving moving target. Right? And it's how many a moving issue? Can't say who was on the call, but what were there thirty on the call today? Yeah, I think it was twenty nine, thirty. Yeah. yeah, and some very big voices in the space said some very big things in the call today. Right. That a majority of the group. Agreed with. Right. When you can get. It hasn't always been the case. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. It's, it's, and I'm telling you that the pass was hard. Can you try to get 30 companies to sign off on anything to say they agree? It's hard. It's hard that you fight over an I or an and or a but or a T. You you fight over words. (laughs) One word. What we have up on the screen is a is a document that we're all editing. Thirty people are editing a document. In your in your in your you are you sometimes you spend two minutes defending a word. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. And sometimes you lose. Right. And you yeah. have you well, have you have to say, Am I willing to accept that change for the betterment of the whole? And for the better of the whole, the better the podcasting space, the better the moving the space forward. This is not, I understand it's, again, I understand, I just now have accepted it, that it's the price of doing business. It's something I have to do for our podcasters. It's something we have to support. I'm walking this walk every day on this show.
it's something that we have to keep on top of. This is not a static decision no. that was made. The the uh, specification. There is technology changes that are that are in the works that are going to scramble pretty much everything. Oh. Or a lot of what we've done. There's so, some stuff coming. Right. That. How do I say yeah. it? Is truly problematic. And it's not just problematic for podcasts. It's oh, problematic for, for everybody. For everybody that doing A- any kind of anything um, um, attribution or any kind of counting of anything in the digital space. <laughs> I'll just say this: IPv6. Holy crap! Right. <laughs> That's it all. Solves I'm gonna... problems, but it also creates a lot of problems. <sighs> I, I, the IPv6 I, I, I sh- standard specification was really to come up with extending the number of IP addresses, but it also. So imagine. Just doing other things. Imagine your phone gets 20 new IPs a day. Right. An IPv6. Rotates through. Rotates through. You just get a new, you get a new IPv6 about every hour, 90 minutes. IP. Imagine that. And then think about podcast measurement. So yes, you know, well, it'll have well, to be. Explain why that's important because there may be people. Well, we're running out of every right. device now has a, you know, it's Internet of Things. Your 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 refrigerator, your your clock, your your uh, everything, watch, in, your yeah. watch, everything needs an IP address, and we're out of IPv almost out of IPv4 addresses, and IPv6 right. goes takes us from like I don't know what the multiplier is, but we'll never run out of IPv6. I think that's the Right, right. Well, maybe in a thousand years, I I don't know, but it takes us a long ways, and it it was designed that really every device could. Ha- what the thought was is you'd get an IPv6 and you'd keep it for the life of your device. Well, privacy folks have said we can't do that. Right, you can't assign an IPv6 to this phone. You maybe you can do it to a clock. But to an IV, to a phone, no, 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 no. That that allows that phone to be tracked too too closely from a privacy standpoint. So we'll give it a new we'll give it a new IPv6 about every ninety minutes. So it'll really screw them up, and they can't figure out who is who. Right. And oh, it, and we're it taking randomizes things, and we're taking cookies away too, so you can't cookie track people no more. Right. <laughs> you just kind of layer those on top of each other, and you so, can see what. We're not at that point. Podcasting is uh, 95%, 98% still in IPv4 space with CDNs and stuff having not done, gone to IPv6. So, but in a couple of years, so what are we doing? We're figuring, we're we're starting to try to figure this out now. Well, and there's also the element of uh, the 5G complications too which are gonna um be interesting in that world as well right so time will tell where we go with this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh yeah rick said that's what they said about ipv4 15 years ago right we would never run out of ip ips right rick i wish they would have just added another octal early on <laughs> right <laughs> you know or a couple more octals and we'd have been good under the current infrastructure, if we'd have just had like two more octals worth of stuff, but no, we'll never run out of IP addresses. Right. 
but so 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 what are we going to do there then you know the measurement has to evolve but client side data is not here you know are you going to get paid on your engagement of your audience i know shows that have incredible advertising engagement don't get a single tweet doesn't get a single email has 50 people are on their Twitter account, yet they got 500,000 people listening to their show. That's an right. exaggeration, but you know, there's all kinds of cases yeah. out there. So are we going right. to tell this person, if you don't have a thousand Instagram followers or 500 people on TikTok and uh, 82,000 on YouTube, you're not getting any money. That that's not a measurement standard. That's that's someone making some stupid rule like YouTube has done. Right. YouTube has made stupid rules. They say, oh, you don't get so many listener hours. You're not, you're not making jack. Do we want podcasters to be forced into that? Nope. But that's, that's what we head to as soon as we start using a social metric. Right. Be and careful what you wish for. Client-side metrics is, I, you know, you know, and this whole conversation around listen, too, is a whole other thing. Uh, we won't get into that because that's, So all I'm saying is all these, Tom, I know you don't like to download. Well, it's, I mean, let's be frank about it. The download is not optimal. No, <laughs> no, we know that. Yeah, right, right. And <laughs> You're not telling not us like anything. Uh, acknowledge the fact it's not like I'm a, I'm an evangelist of, <laughs> right. of downloads. No, uh, don't, don't get that impression at all. No. It's, it's more to do as well. <laughs> What's our alternative? What's available? <laughs> right. What can we use? And if someone's got some valid ideas on what we can use this tangible, I'm all ears. <clears throat> but, right. but everyone talks in whispers. Well, let's be honest about it here, Todd. Um, that data is really only available to proprietary networks. That's right. Spotify, that this Apple. Is not a, right? Podcasting is not a globally not a proprietary that's right mm -hmm. that's that's why we don't have client side data spotify it's has all open. has all this clients distributed yeah right. and it's no more privacy so i had a call um be careful here i had a call and uh the company asked me um we want to do retargeting Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, uh, sorry, not possible. Well, why not? Uh, Blueberry's adopted GDPR globally, right. not just for the EU, not just for California, right? Right. And uh, how can we get around that? Not with me, right? And I said, the window of opportunity of doing retargeting is closing fast. And the simple fact that cookies, <clears throat> the ability to use cookies for retargeting is going away and a whole bunch of other things that are happening. Yes, there's a short window here, but do I sell out my audience to allow them to be retargeted for one or two years or whatever's left? Right. Attribution, I don't have a problem with as long as the data is controlled. 
if 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 you use this attribution service and they're looking to say, yeah, this listener landed on my website and this listener landed on the or this download person landed on my website, I have no problem with that. But here's the problem even with attribution. Rob, do you listen on your phone? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. listen on your computer? Yep. No, 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 no. Do you listen to podcasts on your computer? Yeah. All right. You're on you're unusual. Most people don't listen to podcasts on their computer. Well, I think, um, you know, more people listen to podcasts yeah, on their computers now, now that there are, there's so many people well, working from home. But the percentage is still 10, 11%. Right. Okay. Right, right, but right. 90% of the people are, are on their phone. Now, yeah. may, maybe I'm the old guy. Mm-hmm. You, you hear about a product, right? Yeah. Let's say it's stamps.com. Do you go to stamps.com on your phone or do you go to stamps.com on your computer? To check out that deal. Mm, I don't mm. know. It can, it can happen in both places. Sure. But do you, what do you think the most people are going to do if they're going to go look? Let, let's say it's a. They're going to pull it up on their, on their Mac or. Maybe, right? Or so, their tablet. So let's say right? 50% of the people that download it on the phone. Mm-hmm. Then go to stamps.com on their phone. Yeah. So you got attribution there, right? There's good attribution. Now the guy has listened on his phone mm-hmm. and he goes to there on his computer, which is a completely different website, different, different IP. Right. There's no more attribution. It right, still it happens. Breaks. It breaks. So attribution right. is just a small picture. Gives you a small amount of data that says the advertising campaign was effective. And you still miss this gap of people. Because they could have looked at stamps.com on their work computer. And I don't know if stamps.com does attribution. I'm just using them as an example. Right. So it, it still only gives you a little bit of info of backup. Retargeting, though, is a whole different level. It's where you say, uh, here's stamps.com. Here's the 500,000 IPs right. that were that's on. used for other purposes. Now, when you want to go buy advertising, you go buy advertising over on on. Amazon, Facebook, wherever, and you use a, a player that does this their retargeting, when you go over to Amazon.com, you get a stamps.com message <laughs> or, or right. ad. It's right. putting your face again because you've been retargeted. Yeah. So that's exactly what the Amazon platform does. I don't know how many of us. But, but go, we, we agreed to that. Look for a product on Amazon <laughs> and then they're browsing the web going to some right. website and right. they see that same product show up. But right. we, we, we opted in for that, and none of our podcast listeners opted in. We talked about this. So there's this full circle of stuff. So when someone calls me and says, I right. want to do a retargeting campaign, when I do a campaign with you, I'm like, can't do it. I, I don't, first of all, I'm not giving you the IP data. Right. If I was to ever do that, you're going to have to ask the podcaster. I don't, I don't even know how it would work that. Podcaster has to get permission. We have to do a data sharing agreement. We have, I mean, do you understand the, the legal paperwork to do that? And then make sure we exclude Europe. Make sure we exclude California. Right. <laughs> Forget it. And, and technically the listener has to opt into that too. Right. Well, not in the United States. They don't. Yeah. Well, that's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's coming. I, oh. I don't think this is a. Have we lost you all? I know we're bored, bored to death. Have we lost There's them? Just not enough dirt in the show today. But 
It's not dirt. It's you know, I'm just. No, I know it's not. So no, this is this is very this is very serious stuff. I mean, this is going on in the background of this industry, and it needs to be talked about. And I don't think so, there's many podcasts talking about it. So Mike says it's tough. It's a tough sell to spend a ton of money to tell me what I already know. I, I don't think you really know. Yeah, I don't know how you could. Because <laughs> I go back to my original point at the beginning right. of the show. Every company that has went through certification has had to take a, a haircut and has had to reduce the number. And we're just about ready on October 1st. Sorry, everyone that's listening. If you're hosting with Libsyn, I think you've already took this hit long ago. Mm. But everyone else. There's another one coming. This one. Yep. The yeah. numbers, if, all your numbers from this is bogus. Yeah, I'll, I'll Lipson cut that data out two years ago. Yeah. So we've had some stuff going on where a, we, a percentage of it was able to be reported, but it's. Right. You're going to take a hit. It's going to be fairly small, but. Well, be, uh, we'll see. Some shows more than others. What do you think that if you, number is if you be have high? a high number of Apple podcast subscribers, it's growing probably, right? If you have a high number of Apple podcast subscribers, they're also Apple watch users. You're going to see a, a number. They're listening on these. <laughs> well, no, they're listening. On, they're, they're not even listening on this, but the podcast app is yeah. loaded Yes. Yeah, right. I mean, it gets synchronized. Right, yeah. If they're listening watch. on AirPods, right. too, that means they're a Apple, you know, Apple everything. Right. Yeah. We'll so, be talking about it. There'll be blog posts about it. There's going to be people squealing about it. Mm-hmm. But some folks are going to, if you're on, if you've got advertisers, you're probably going to take a 5% hit immediately. At least mm-hmm. 5%. It's been coming for a while. Yeah. It has. So, how do you explain that to the media buyers, Rob? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's what it is. And those that took the, the reduction in their numbers early um, aren't going to face it now. So Tom says we're doing scores of brand lift studies every year. They have nothing to do with any of that. There's more than one way to get and at the effectiveness of podcast advertising without touching people's data and bridging or privacy. That's good. There's a core principle behind all of our work. No PID, no cookies, no pixels. I do, do not doubt uh, Tom that that yeah. is effective stuff. Right. Those lift studies, but the average podcaster cannot afford a lift study on a campaign to find out how his effective enough it is and how much his content, how much, how much he should be charging for advertising on the show. He still has to have a mm-hmm. base number. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think those lift studies are fantastic. Mine would be a case study that would be unreal for the lift study I've had for GoDaddy for 15 years. Yeah. Matter of fact, how do you even measure that? 
I know how many customers I've brought to GoDaddy over 15 years. I should be a stockholder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had a methodology with that. All right. I have had a methodology with that. And it's, and yeah, it, it's ingrained into thousands of people's <laughs> uh, brains to use your promo codes. Oh, yes. In more ways than one. Yes. So yes. let me, do, let me just do a little math. So I probably over the life of my, I'm just doing some real like quick rough numbers, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, probably around 150,000 total new customers to GoDaddy. Mm -hmm. Make sure, make sure that number's right. Let me do that again. Yeah, probably around 150,000 total new customers. So, you know, how many customers GoDaddy have? I don't know, but it, I, you know, if I brought that much business to them, mm -hmm. that's new business. That's not repeat business. Todd, have you noticed that the the news in the podcasting space um, has been a little bit light lately, light. but it's also um, very, very content lately? Yeah. Again, I think we're going back into that phase again. Yep. Of course, it is late summer. A lot of people mm -hmm. take time off. Um, so things tend to slow down a little bit, but it's interesting. You know, there's a lot of talk of, you know, activity around Spotify. Um, I guess Deezer launched the analytics app, which I think we're going to see more of that here from platforms. Yep. Also, that's that's a project that we're working on at Ellipson as well. So, but the challenge is, is most you know we got a large contingent of podcasters on De Deezer, and right. uh, that's going to be a limited data set. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Outside of the U.S.? Yeah, still a limited data set. Uh, right. Tom has to eat. <laughs> you can eat in front of your computer, Tom. Don't worry. Do like the rest of us. Do get our keyboards dirty. Right. <laughs> it's late in the day. Is this just lunch? He must have been busy. Clinton, welcome to the show, longtime podcaster. Nuts and bolts are interesting to hear about. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, it's sad. Clinton, because we have to, you know, we kind of have to be sometimes a little mean. It's just laying the facts out the way they are. Yeah. You know? It can come across as a little harsh because people don't always want to hear it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that's, that's part of facing the challenges that the industry has, you know, face forward and taking it as it comes. Mike, and Mike, we want you to be successful. We want, we want you to put money in podcasters' pockets. That's important. We believe in, you know, make podcasters making money. So. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and if I think back to, let me think back to where I could not have afforded. Oh. Yeah. I, you know, actually, even in 2005, Based on the money we were making from advertising, 
that would not have been a stretch for us to have done this a certification in 2005. Would there have been a year that it would have been a stretch? Right. Mm, no, I don't think so. Because, you know, for most, let's, I don't know what their, their rev share is, but if you do a million dollars in advertising, a million, if I, if I do a million dollars in advertising, my minimum, my minimum profit on that is three, as Blueberry is $300,000. Mm-hmm. So I think, Let's go, let's back that down to, down to 500,000. My profit's still 150,000 with a 30% take. Go down to 100,000, $100,000 in revenue on advertising revenue. My profit's still $30,000. So right. it's, and again, you got to pay some salaries and stuff like that. I understand. But if you're, if you're doing a million dollars and you're making $300,000 a quarter or whatever it may be, you you can afford to be IB certified. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why someone that's dedicated to doing advertising and podcasting today can't be doing a million a quarter. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it may be hard to reach those numbers, though, Todd, if you're not certified. <laughs> that's, that's the catch-22 on it, right? Yeah, I don't know if Red Circle got... VC funding, and if they're doing it out of their back pocket, yeah, you know, we did everything out of our back pocket. I never had venture, mm-hmm. so Todd, one thing that that we didn't talk about that came out on was it on Monday, but was the anchor story uh, that thirty um, percent of all the top twenty podcasts on PodTrack are currently copied on Anchor. What do you mean? Well, okay, I heard that. Does that mean Oh, they were copied. The, the the RSS feeds were taken and imported into Anchor. Okay, so and, and duplicated, and then Anchor automatically shared those out to the listening platforms. So there was duplication that happened. So there was two listings in Apple Podcasts. Two listings. Yeah, I mean it's a issue that I had to deal with when I was at Spreaker too because I mean and I think we talked about it on Saturday show to some degree when you make it easy to yeah to, to move you know import an RSS feed into your account uh, it creates the opportunity and free right anybody yep. can grab an RSS feed drop it into Anchor and duplicate uh, let's say Serial or they can duplicate you know so why hasn't podcast from from um, Wondery or something? So right? why hasn't those companies sent out cease and desist letters to Anchor? Um, well, uh, maybe they didn't know it happened. Yeah, that 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 can happen as well. <laughs> okay, I love my brand. Right. <laughs> you know, but and that's. But that's pretty pretty significant. Thirty percent of all the PodTrack top two top twenty podcasts are currently copied Anchor. Just that, think about that. That's a problem. Now think about the lost revenue. Well, or someone else collecting revenue on content that they didn't create. Especially if they're running dynamic ads on Anchor mm-hmm. around it, right? Anchor makes it so easy 
to do this stuff, that this sometimes can be the fallout from it. Right. We, well, yeah, you know, what's interesting. Have we heard anything from of anybody at anchor that works there in lately? I haven't heard since they got acquired. I don't think I've heard anything from their leadership. Yeah. They're, they, they're not involved in the podcasting space. I mean, it's, it's Spotify. That's who you have to point at. But what's interesting about this is that it is Spotify, right? Is Spotify wanting to have duplications into their platform? Or better yet, do you go on to Spotify and uh, <laughs> is it the right listing associated with the right show? Right. Is, or right what source. What does Spotify think about all this that's going on? Are, are they doing anything about James, it? James, are you asking them? Right. <laughs> this raises a lot of questions, right? About the, how come their duplicator didn't catch that? You know, that right. other show got removed because it was duplicate content. How did, how did the duplicator not find those shows and take them down? Right. They took that other show down for having two minutes of an intro and yet you're mm-hmm. duplicated the whole content. And yeah. I, that's the question I have. Yeah, because these these pirated shows and that that's what's being referred to here are instantly appearing in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So hey, Apple being duplicated in Spotify is letting them in. Hey, Apple, you're listening. Yeah. So, so. I'm hope the Apple folks will take a look at this. Wink, wink, wink. Well, I'm sure. Well, they have no, now. they need to. If right. they haven't, if they haven't heard of, I, I would can't imagine they haven't heard about this. Right. Well, I, I mean, it's a top story in pod news. But when, when, when is, when is this going to, what is, what is it going to take to trigger the ability of them to stop doing this automated submission? Right. Yep. I would be pissed if all of a sudden I did a search for my show. And I found a Google. See, actually, oh. this has been going on for a long time. So this is nothing new. It's just, no, it's, but you know, you know what it was referred to before, right? Hijacking. Right. Yeah. You're 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 replicating. A, a spe- it's especially done in platforms that have um, programmatic um, advertising, right? That people can anybody can make money from. I mean, if you think about it. Go and grab the entire RSS feed of serial, import it into your account, and then locate dynamic ad insertion locations, and you're making money off of serial. That's what's happening. Hmm. And and uh, you know, it's yeah, it's what it is, right, Todd? It's hijacked. It is. You know, we talk about hijacking RSS feeds where, and really what's happened there is it's done on purpose now. Used to be the fault of an aggregator. Maybe they exposed RSS feeds that were getting picked up or, you know, we've had a couple instances before where they just didn't know. They could have heard the, they could have hired the Robin Todd podcast consulting firm, paid us $500,000 and saved themselves $500,000 worth of bad PR. Because what did they do? They, they basically had every show in their directory have an RSS feed of from that 
application, they got picked up by God and everybody. Right. That was a, a mistake that they made. It just they were they were stupid. They didn't know that this was going to cause a problem. This, on the other hand, right, is something more blatant. Well, and, and it's not the also, fault. It's not the fault of Anchor. It's people taking advantage. And well, it's the fault of Anchor for not taking them down. But it's the fault of it's it's someone taking advantage. Sounds like to make some money. Right. At and least that's also, in my opinion. Over over time, it could erode the confidence in that publishers have of making their RSS feeds available. Because what happens when you have? Uh, all right, let's take uh, my show. I run GoDaddy in my New Central show. They've been there for years. Someone submits my show over to Anchor and they start running in a, amongst my content. They start running uh, Bluehost ads. Mm-hmm. Right. My, my buyer would do a backflip, knock themselves out, and then call me. Right. And that would be the most uncomfortable conversation right. I would probably ever have with them. Yep. But you didn't do anything. But it's my fault. Right. Right. Because you weren't policing your own show. And keeping an eye on all the, all the catalogs. Right. Because that's kind of what this is. I mean, if you're a big show, serial, mm-hmm. you should be checking these big platforms to see that you know everything's cool with your show on these platforms Make and sure it's you start seeing duplications go but up. you can't tell on spotify there's no way to tell that they've Just got the right search. well you can find yeah do the search you can't right. tell if they've got the right show pulling from the right feed how can you tell well, on spotify be, yeah well yeah right because it is going to be a duplicated it's going to be a different feed Right, from All a right. different host. So, so let's e- now let's do new so, media show. Let's do it new media show, and we're gonna put in Spotify. If this works, okay. So let's go over to the new media show on Spotify, and uh, probably the listing won't be up to date. Oh, it is. Miracles do happen. So here we have it. Now let's look here. Let me follow, copy, show link, open a desktop app, follow. Is there a link to my website? Nope. Nope. Is there a a link to my RSS feed? Nope. How can I tell that they're getting the new media show from the newmediashow.com website? I cannot. So. Let me show you something real interesting here. Let me show you how the adults do it. All right, let's go over here and let me do a little search for new new media show. All right, so oh here here's this amazing podcast. And uh, okay, so let me now. Here's the new media show on the Blueberry directory. So what, what do I have right here? In the little, little right-hand side, it says visit podcast website. Oh, I clicked on that. And RSS feed. Let me click on that. 
And then uh, we'll give it just a second here. Uh, yeah, here we go. And voila, where does it lead? And what's the RSS feed? Oh, newmediashow.com forward slash feeds forward slash audio. I go back to Spotify. Hmm. How are they sourcing my show? This, ladies and gentlemen, is why for the past 15 beeping years, I've been down on directories and well, I don't have to show that on our website, Rob. Right. But I know, but we do it because we want to make sure the podcaster knows where their content's being sourced. This is nothing new. Right. But yet now, as you said, it's been talked about in this article. People could take, I, this could be, this could be from Spotify. And we'd never know. Or it could be on Anchor. Uh, I mean, oh, I, I mean Anchor. That's what I'm saying. It could have right. been on Anchor and submitted over there. There's no way for you to tell. No way to tell. The only way for me to tell is to click play and go look at raw log data, which who has? Just me. And see if that play actually came. If it was fed from. This is a problem. It's a bigger yeah. problem than what. And, I, and we've kind of overlooked this. This is a, James did a good job bringing this to light. Right. Good. So let's do another one here. And I've got another issue here that we'll, we, we, need, we should talk about too that came up um, last, you know, in the last couple of days too. But All right, so let's let, go ahead and finish this let's, topic. Let's, up let's go look it's at... It's kind of related a little bit. Let's see here. Let me go over to... Let's let us look at this on Google Podcast. What do they have here? Visit website. Hmm. Newmediashow.com. I, I really can't tell which feed they're subscribed to. Is there a way? No. There's no way to tell which feed they've got. Right. But at least I can visit the website. Now, Apple, on right. the other hand. Apple, this this maybe you guys are going to be guilty too. This is why I've always uh, okay. So we're on. I'm waiting for it to load on the. All right, so here we are on. This is of course not. This is just the search result. Uh, can I tell anymore where the show comes from? Nope. What is this button? Where does that go? Uh, what does that lead to? Link copied. What does that link? Nope. It just goes to the directory listing. So there's really no way, even on Apple Podcasts now, to tell whether or not this has been sourced from newmediashow.com. Well, if you click on the link there to... Listen on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, to listen on Apple Podcasts. Is there more links? No, it's gonna it's gonna try to app there. and it went you know, that's right. So Apple. This is why we've always because well you I guess you can now go into your well, there is an alternative. I'll give them credit where credit's due. You can log in 
you can search and see if there's more than one new media show listing. Number one, see if you can find right. two. And the second thing is you can go into your, your, your dashboard on Apple and make sure no hokey business has been done, but. Hmm. Yeah. So Rob, what other, what other turd do you want to drop here on the show? <laughs> well, um, there is an instance with cereal, not to keep coming up with that, um, that show in the theme here, but, um, uh, I don't know those that track pod track top 20 podcast lists for July show that cereal bounced very high in the top 20 yeah. in, in, in July. Um, but it, um, but it's not like cereal put out any new episode, mm-hmm. new content. What they put out was a promo for nice white parents, which is a cross promotion podcast into the serial feed to, to try and siphon audience that follow serial waiting for a new episode or a new season to publish. Yep. Smart cross promotion. Right. And it, it popped serial, the podcast up into the <laughs> top 20 of podcasts in July. Oh, wonderful. There was no new serial episode. It was just a cross promo. Nice trick. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have done the same thing. I own the cereal feed. I'd have put a promo in there too. (laughs) (laughs) Got me in the the top two. The contract did uh, exclude that though. Is a little bit of an issue. I can't right. speak to pod track and what they do again. They don't measure everybody. <laughs> right. Right. But, but you yeah. would have thought. So one episode, this, this, you know, Rob, <laughs> Rob, one episode. Cause her listing to check. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh yeah. about people, but you know, Mark and you guys, you know, it, you know, it's it, what goes around comes around. It'll be your turn soon. Because <laughs> something's going to happen to us too. Right, you know, right. and I'll be the one cussing. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, that happened. Oh, that is funny. That it, it is kind of funny. <laughs> but hey, guess what? It was. It was. It. it what it really proved there and what's going to happen now is all these people are sitting around with shows that had big audience and producing episodes are going to go like, Hey, you know what we should do. <laughs> I, I, yeah. But I wonder what those serial audience that still are subscribed to that feed thought of that promo. You know, it's an interesting question too, to think about. And this is kind of, kind of like another layer to this is that, uh, putting that promo in there probably sparked all those drivers to go check out the feed. But the, um, but the problem did it, they download more episodes of Serial because of that, or did it just automated download and people didn't even know? Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. So, which tells me there probably should be a timeout setting in these podcatchers, if someone hasn't produced an episode in six months, something showing up in the new in the feed should not trigger that thing to 
download an episode unless you tell it to go ahead and continue. Right. Well, Apple does have that that um, timer the they time do though. but it's based upon you know if, if the person listened to the last episode i think the system will still will still download it won't it yeah oh. yeah that's a good test daniel <laughs> yeah, i think it's a it's definitely a a test for how that system works yeah because right now it it seems like it's a vulnerability in the I mean, it's an opportunity for, you know, serial yeah, to hey, cross promote. Drop right? one in there every, every, uh, every month and you stay in the right. top 10 list. <laughs> and, and you might actually get some more downloads of the, of the past season of serial. Yeah. Too. We just so. made someone fit a hundred thousand dollars and put a little ad right. in there too. Right. New York times. Isn't that who owns it now? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Someone tell the New York times to listen to this and please send us a 10%, uh, Referral fee or, or cons, uh, uh, what is it? Consulting fee. <laughs> so Todd, I think we just shared a, like a, like a promotional a hack. Computer, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there though, just, you know, we're, we're laughing about this, but probably only serial and a handful of shows are capable of doing that. Yeah. I mean, you it, know, it's not, it's, it's not that it's an issue for, for the show doing no. this. I, I think, I think it's a smart move for the show. Yeah. What's, what's, what's a little perplexing about it is the, is the top 20 ranking in yeah. pod track because of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it sounds like a little bit of automation going on there. Not much look at the data before we put the information out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not surprising though. It's not surprising. No. Right. Or, so, you know, Hey, you really want to get good there, New York times? Here's one. Here's a podcaster trick for you. Go in and edit the RSS feed and change the GUID just by an octal. <laughs> and save it. And trigger a bunch of new downloads, right? Now, Is that what you're saying? now put, throw some coals on the fire because your CDN is going to need it. <laughs> because <laughs> you'll, be able to, you'll be able to get every one of those people that have subscribed to your show ever to re-download everything. Right. <laughs> there you go. And make sure you have someone manning the email at email that from the listeners that are going to be complaining about it. See people, you know, here's man, we're 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 being bad. Listen, I know we are listen podcasters. Bad, we shouldn't even be sharing this. Podcasters do not do not manually edit the GUID of your episode. Right. Do not do that. Yeah. Because when you do it, no, it, it basically looks like a new episode. It'll trigger. (laughs) Mike, Mike is watching the show right now and he is like, no, he's screaming. He's screaming at the screen. I don't tell him. (laughs) And that's why migration is so, it's so important to consult with your new hosting company when you're migrating to make sure that you move correctly. So those GUIDs move with you. That is possible right. so that you don't have this big trigger of, you know, 300 episodes being re-downloaded that's in your RSS feed. Right. <laughs> and making your listener mad because they have to go in and right. delete. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the comment to come in the chat room here. Yeah. So we got a lot of people watching on YouTube today, too. So. 
Oh, we're so we're so naughty. You know, it's um I I think I'm finding that um and it's just been progressively everyone's getting more grumpy. (laughs) As as time goes on. Everyone's getting more grumpy, yeah. Even myself. Even myself. I felt myself. Like Monday, oh my God, I had the worst Monday ever. You know, it was one of those days where just leave me alone, let me have my space. (laughs) But it's going on with uh, podcasters too. And the support team has been saying, you know, people are on. I don't know if it's a full moon or or whatever. But I think everyone is tensioned up. So just remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you call your, your favorite podcast support team, breathe before the call. Or breathe before writing the email. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys are seeing that, but it you know it kind of runs in waves. And I, right. I do have I do think it has something to do with the full moon. Um, <laughs> I really do. You know you you know police officers know that during a full moon they get more calls and. Um, but uh, we're in our first. Uh, you know we're in the middle of our first sprint doing Scrum Agile, so that's being interesting. Mm-hmm. And we're offsetting one of the teams, so I get to attend my first agile scrum planning meeting tomorrow. Well, that should yep. be that should be fun. Now, I don't know if you've ever been involved with that process at all, yeah. Rob. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have been a little bit. Yeah. So my team is doing so. I guess so far so good. I haven't heard any. No one's quit. <laughs> but so uh, have you heard any more talk about the uh, podcast uh, movement? Um, since the, the, the last episode that we had no. Dan Frank's on. No, I think yeah. we'd had some stuff. We didn't, we get some email from recently. We've been following on Twitter a little bit. Let me go look at, there was something that was said to us in Twitter. I don't think it was specifically about Dan, but, oh, so drink with Rick. You know who that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you guys go get, get the podcast drink with Rick. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, Rick, is, is it a podcast or is it just a Facebook thing? I think it's an actual podcast now. So yeah. drink with Rick on Twitter says insider inside trader Joe's is just one example of a branded podcast done right at Wendy's should have researched how to make a branded podcast before they tried it. This is literally. A two-minute ad within an ad. So has anybody listened to the official's Wendy's podcast? They announced it on August 12th. We have our own podcast. Click the link and check out our first episode. 44,444 of you are definitely not going to want to miss out on this. So they got a smart URL. Let me go ahead and uh, let me click this smart url and go over to the to the page and oh, i i think i okay let me bring this up here is their here is their podcast landing page mm-hmm. so hmm, i bet you they're hosted by radio public what do you bet um yeah could be powered by smart url and uh I don't want to necessarily click listen here, but yep, that's their, 
Is that really their Facebook, their podcast page? God, someone please. We, we, we're in the wrong business, Rob. Yeah. Um, better, better websites, right? Yeah. Is that a website or just a promo page? Just a landing yeah, page. Yeah, just a landing yeah. page. Um, what else? This is a little bit old news. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't say anything about it. Oh, did you hear about this review we got? We got an awful, awesome review. Oh, yeah. I think I did see one. From yeah. Garrett Godfrey. Garrett, yeah. thank you for being a fan. And, yeah. and anyone else who wants to do one of these, you're, you're more than welcome to. He says, Todd and Rob bring years of, of podcasting experience to the show, bringing plenty of facts, but also opinions and speculation. You really, you really feel like you're at the table as they discuss what's going on right now in podcasting and what may be coming. So this is a great review. We definitely appreciate that review. It was done over on Podchaser. Mm-hmm. So uh, any of you that... Uh, uh, are familiar with with Podchaser? You can. Uh, how come you're not showing up on the screen yet? My little thing's running a little behind. There we go. There's the there's the review, yeah. and then the Podchaser listing is uh, lays underneath it. So mm-hmm. it's this isn't the first review we've got, but uh, we've had one in May as well. Well, Andy Wang said, "Longtime listener of the show, so it was an honor to be invited." So that, that one's a little tainted because he was a guest, but uh, Eileen and Brian Goodwin have all done reviews. So we're not, yeah. we're not review beggars, but if you guys, you know, want to give us a review anywhere, that's, that's great. We definitely appreciate it. We, yeah. you know, that's something we don't do, Rob. We, we don't beg for reviews. Yeah. We've never, I, we've, I don't think we've ever asked for an Apple podcast review. I don't even know if we have any, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, we do. What are they all? One stars? I think <laughs> I think a lot of them are um, are fairly old though. Yeah, so so but that's you know some I think one of their comments about how how we're a couple of uh, old school podcasters curmudgeons. Curmudgeons. Well, we are yes. we are curmudgeons. <laughs> <laughs> old school exactly. But as I've always said with this show is uh we uh we are old dogs, but we are being constantly taught new tricks. And but we have the advantage of being able to pull into our—I uh, don't know if it's fertile archive—the okay, cobwebs. <laughs> the cobwebs. I like that word, fertile. Fertile archive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depends if it's if it's uh, depends what kind of fertile it is. <laughs> Right. I don't think we want to expand beyond that. No, I'll, so. you know, every if, if you guys didn't get the pun, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. uh, last show we um, we called it "Getting Deep on Content Decisions," oh, and right. um, I got a lot of feedback on my personal show because I talked about it, that issue on my personal show, and um, it was interesting. Some of the responses, some of them were asked please don't read on the air because they were afraid they were going to, uh, some social media justice warrior would come after them. So, um, I, I didn't read it on the show and, and a couple, I couldn't read on the show because they would have really pissed people off. So it's, it's interesting in the responses you get. So, you know, I, I am kind of curious from the audience. We don't get much feedback on this podcast, but you know, between Dan Frank's 
being on and talking about podcast movement and our last podcast talking about these content decisions we have to make once in a while, we really would love to hear your yeah your commentary well, on that. I mean, your own experience with those issues. Too. Yeah. That, that's the thing, you know, and, I mean, and then if you know of a great guest that we should try and get on the show, I know, I think I mentioned that I was going to get on Rob Walsh at some point here. Yeah. So we can, we can uh, talk about some, some issues in the space that he's concerned about. You know, I think it'd be good to have his views on here as well. But I, I do uh, ask you, if you do email us, please keep them non-political just because yeah. oftentimes they, these comments to me that I got from my talking about it on my show turned political. I just can't read them. Mm-hmm. Nastily yeah. political. I think we all face political stuff all the time. And it, yeah. It doesn't have to come into this. Podcast. No, no, <laughs> no, it does not. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, well, Todd, I think we're at the bottom of the hour. Yeah. We have run and if nothing else, we've run out of things to say. So, uh, I, I, well, I I could come up with stuff, but I'm just, yeah. You know. So, uh, more coffee solves everything. Uh, you know, I've actually since COVID Clinton, you'll, I've started drinking coffee, but you know, as a Navy guy, I never drink coffee. I was the guy with the Mountain Dew or a Red Bull mm-hmm. and probably to the detriment of my health, but you know, all those Navy chiefs and I was a Navy chief for a number of years and walking around, they had their coffee cups and I just, I just never really was a, black coffee drinker so i do drink coffee but i put a little uh put a little milk and cream in there so i cheat take the can't handle the bitterness of coffee right so some people love it black but yes more coffee solves everything so and and mike says it's a new moon today so that might be part of the reason people are a little grumpy (laughs) right so yes we're uh we back here on saturday uh yep saturday 12 eastern yeah i'll try and get a guest for saturday oh that'd be cool see if you can drag i don't think rob's got softball or anything going on so he can't give us the excuse that he's doing sports so but yeah if we can get something saturday that'd be awesome um but i'm todd at bluebear.com at geek news on twitter uh rob greenley um dot com you can you can find out some information about me there uh i'm also on twitter at rob greenley as well and you can send me an email if you want uh, rob g at lipson.com love to hear from you um so yeah and mike if you go ahead i was just gonna ask you is there anybody else that you would like me to try and pull into the show well anybody that comes to mind mike if you listen all the way to the end if you want to come on the show let us know we'd have to have uh, oh yeah mike from yeah from from red Red circle red circle right so happy to have you on the podcast. And again, we treat everybody with respect that comes on and we can have differing right. opinions. It's all good here. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, hey, thanks everybody for being part of the podcast today. Thanks for being on. We definitely appreciate you being part of our family. And we'll yep. see you back here on Saturday. Yep. All right. Uh, see you later. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Everybody. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.